0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Today, it's kind of a reaction edition, and I'm joined by the Florida football scout, Brian Smith. How you doing, buddy? Doing very well, sir. How about yourself? Pretty good. This is this has been an eventful seven days and it's liable to go on. We'll talk about what happened today and Nareel White committed to the Ole Miss Rebels. We talk, we've been talking about this for honestly for four months if and when it would happen. I have the theory online that Nareel White was basically created in a lab to run the slot receiver position in the Lane Kiffin offense. What say you?
1: I think that's a very good take. And I also think he could play the outside spot just for fun. Mm hmm. So I, he's just a really great athlete. He'll make plays wherever he gets the ball. Lane Kiffin will figure that out. I'm pretty confident. Yeah,
0: this this is kind of a um, new toy in the toy chest from I mean, him, like a kid on Christmas morning with Real White com- committing up there.
1: He's a tough kid, too. I know him a little bit. He's very competitive. I bet you he comes in and competes hard, and he earns at least second-team reps pretty quick.
0: Yeah, he's he's a, he's a really good football player now. He was originally committed to Arkansas. We talked about this. Arkansas originally was recruiting him as a defensive back, and we, we came up with the idea a couple months back that it was like, hey, if Lane Kiffin's pitching him on being a receiver in his offense, Arkansas is going to have a tough time, I don't know, competing with that, and that's exactly how it played out. Now, you can see him competing with reps. Like, how would you compare him to like a Caden Lee or even go back in time doing a comp with Elijah Moore?
1: Uh, I would say it's a player that his ball skills are very unique. His ability to change direction are. So you could fit him into any of those categories. I think he's his own man, though. Hmm. I'm telling you, that's a really competitive kid, man. And he's got the strength. I know he's going to need to get a little bigger and play in the SEC. I get all that. I think he's his own man. He doesn't even need a comp. Okay.
0: I like that. But this is a big get for Lane Kiffin going in there and he has gotten two four-star or greater players. And we're going to talk about Cameron Franklin because we haven't talked about him um, since he committed. And we're going to talk about tomorrow um, with the potential commitment of Trevor Jackson. And that'll give Lane Kiffin three four-star or greater players in the span of about a week. And, Wayne Kiffin kind of needed this, didn't he?
1: Wayne Kiffin needs a lot of things, and he started to get them. Look, we we both know that they're going to score. Mm-hmm. And I love Nareel White. Getting Franklin's the more important one because that's the thing that usually doesn't happen enough in Oxford, and that's defensive linemen, defensive players. they got to get more of those guys that Alabama, Tennessee, Florida want. They just do. And getting him, especially, what is he, Stephen? Less than an hour away. We've talked mm-hmm. about this you lose that kid what are your opportunities to really maximize you you can this is a really good group in state they've done a pretty good job d-line class is good they got size they got versatility but getting over the hump with that to me was huge now they need to finish out they need to get like a top corner or something like that to finish out whether it's a juco kid a transfer whatever but if you're going to beat alabama or georgia you got to get those elite players on the defensive side of the ball
0: Absolutely. And whenever you look like Nareel White committing to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss has a commitment from Jeffrey Rush, he who is he's a dude.
1: Big time. He's big time.
0: Um, and Jamonty Waller is committed to Florida and Chris Davis is committed to Stanford. And those four players are kind of a I don't want to say a tight-knit group, but they all know each other and they they're they're kind sure. of clicky on the recruiting circuit circuit. Do you think this um Stanford and Pac-12 and all this happening? maybe he almost gets back in the game for somebody like Chris Davis.
1: I wouldn't put anything out of it. I don't, I mean, like the discussion about the ACC usurping Cal, SMU, and Stanford? Bro, I don't know what that is. I don't know how you, I, I guess in some ways it would be good for the Mississippi kid that goes to Stanford. You'd be playing back home a little more, but still it's weird. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because this is uncharted territory. I have nothing to lean on. And either does a 17 year old. He's probably pretty confused too. You know,
0: um, not to change the subject, I have a theory on this ACC and Stanford and Cal stuff. I
1: That's think good. when the
0: grant grantor rights are over, Florida State and Clemson and those type of schools, they're gone.
1: Oh, 100%. And
0: so the ACC is going to try and maybe rebuild themselves over the idea of the the FBS Ivy League schools. And well, they of kinda...
1: Wake Forest. They're going to try to keep Duke, etc. Mm-hmm. You, you got a point there. Miami's a really good school. Mm-hmm. Virginia's a really good school. It could be a different kind of league that way. Sure. Boston College. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and so you can do that, and maybe you might not be the number one, like the power one or power two, or whatever's going on with the SEC in Big Ten, but maybe you can find a niche. And honestly as this expansion is all going down, it wouldn't surprise me if something like that happened. And even a school like Vanderbilt moved over. Vanderbilt could
1: fit in better, Mm -hmm. but they want that money in the SEC. So they're going to boot them.
0: Yeah. So, and I don't think they're going to boot anybody, but you know, we're just thinking out loud here. So we talked about Cam Franklin just a little bit earlier. And I talked to you that morning of his announcement. Actually, the interview was done on like a Thursday. But you were hearing Miami and Auburn, and I was hearing Ole Miss and Auburn, and basically it all came down to it that nobody knows what is going on. Uh, But what does it mean for these surge um, that Ole Miss made at the very end to get that kid?
1: I think that means they put in the right kind of effort. Uh, Regardless, NIL or whatever it is, you're not going to win that recruitment unless the coaching staff did a good job. Just to put it – into perspective. He visited Miami five different times and he didn't pick Miami. That means Ole Miss did a damn good job. So mm-hmm. now you know that they can win a big time defensive recruitment that was national. He could have went to school anywhere in the United States uh, offers across the board, but at the same time, Ole Miss was able to keep him at home. Now they, they need to keep him. Cause I mean, it's not like Miami is going to stop recruiting him or Auburn or whatever. But if they do well on the field this year, they could also culminate that, Stephen, into adding somebody else. It wouldn't be the first time Lane Kiffin has uh, snatched somebody out of somebody else's coffers, if you will, in regards to recruit down down the stretch. So, look, Ole Miss doesn't normally get guys like Rush and Franklin early on in the process. They need to make sure that they capitalize on it and keep them and then add at least one more.
0: Yeah, and you also have the potential. Every, you know, we're all thinking about it because we're looking at this class as this class, but Kamarian Franklin's coming on the field and Jeffrey Rush is coming on the field to play with Sontarian Perkins.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, and, and they're, they're building something on that side of the ball as well, and I'm kind of just impressed with what Pete Golding and Lane Kiffin is doing.
1: Yeah, I think that if you can get enough talent in back-to-back classes, it might even help you a little bit in the portal. Obviously, Kiffin is no stranger to that. They could have a really good run in a short area. I'm not saying it's long, long standing. You got to prove that. But they could have a couple runs on defense that changes what the Ole Miss program's trajectory is. And that's what they're after. They need to get better on D, and they're headed in that direction.
0: So let's look about what is happening next. And we'll start up the road from me in, um, I guess, Winter Garden, Florida, up around Orlando. Trevor Jackson is supposed to commit on Saturday, um, crystal balls and everybody flowing in. I'm seeing predictions all over the place for Ole Miss. It looks like that is going to happen. What would that mean to this quarterback room that Ole Miss has?
1: Balance, they had to get back to balance. He's a very good player. Obviously, they got Simmons, who's actually younger than him, which is bizarre, but yet another Florida kid. Uh, I saw them both at the same Elite 11, it's hilarious. And maybe they just competed out and it takes its own course. But at quarterback, you know this from, you've worked through on this, et cetera. It's not easy to keep quarterbacks happy. Bare minimum, every other year you're going to lose a quarterback, regardless of the program. The only thing you can do at this point because of the transfer portal, bring them in, coach them up, whichever player or players do the best, go to the top, and then the other ones leave and you start over. That's as good as it gets. It's just true. Nobody likes it. The kids will not wait. Getting more talent like this and pushing the pile is only going to help Ole Miss long term.
0: Yes. And we will look forward to seeing what Trevor Jackson will do. Now talking about flips, one of Ole Miss's best um, player recruiters or recruit recruiters is Andy Jaffe. That, that, that kid, that kid is everywhere online recruiting everybody and, a lot of people don't realize he's about 60 miles up the road from jimothy lewis at img
1: yeah he is uh, he's at clearwater central catholic it's a good program i'm familiar with it because i lived in tampa so long he's had a really good high school football program and he's the kind of guy you want to be around and he's a great kid good family i would imagine that uh, he wants to be as good as he can at ole miss with as many good players as he can at ole miss so Maybe he helps somebody else come to Ole Miss that's from the greater Tampa to Orlando I-4 corridor.
0: Yeah, it could absolutely happen. This it, this guy's on pace to be a legend before he even steps foot on that campus just because the work he's doing recruiting at the moment. So you've got Jimmy T. Lewis. You've got um, even like Braylon Burnside. They had a weird thing on Twitter to where he took down all of this Mississippi State stuff for a day. Typical thing that a high school player does. I mean, nobody should – Lose their mind over that, but it's just noteworthy that it kind of happened. I do not personally think that Mississippi State will allow another kid from Starkville, Mississippi to go to Ole Miss. I don't know if their ego can take that.
1: That's that's rough, brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's rough. Be like a kid from Oxford High School heading over, vice versa. That's tough. See the kid around town and then he goes and wears the other school's colors. I get it, but at the same time, sometimes you're too close. I've tried to explain this to a lot of people. Fans are got blinders on. Sometimes a kid grows up in a town and he just has to leave. It happens. And there's really nothing a coach can do about it. So we'll see. But if he took down the stuff on social media, I'm sure that caused quite a stir. Yeah, it, it caused
0: caused a little bit of weirdness for about two hours as well. Anyway, is there anything that is going on? The season started this week. What are you where are you going this week? Who are you going to see?
1: I'm going to see Lakeland right down the road from you, um, and I'm going to see them play Miami-Norland. There will be multiple players there with Ole Miss offers, I can assure you. Uh, The next great player in Polk County is going to be in that game. He's a sophomore middle linebacker. It'll Malik Morris. He'll end up being a 4-5 or star. There's Keon Young. There's a bunch of kids in Norland's loaded. They got Jaden Card, who's a national recruit, and it's a junior. Lots of talent. So that's where I'm going to be this weekend.
0: Yeah, and Lakeland might have the best nickname of a high school in the entire country. Yeah. yeah, the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. It is the just absolutely fantastic. Even when you drive down the road and you see the football stadium with that on the yeah. side of it, you're like, I want to go see a game there. It's it, cool, it, man. I love that place. Yeah, so it's really cool. I think they're changing changing coaches, right? This is their legendary coach, yep. um, resigned or retired.
1: Yep. He won seven or eight state titles in a national title. I mean – Bill Castle's a legend. He was at Lakeland as the head coach since 76, and he was at the school since 72. Okay. So through last year.
0: So yeah. it should be really cool to see um as well. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Miss Podcast your first and listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Um part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Thank you, Brian, so much for stopping by. I think I'm going to put this video up on Friday as opposed to our normal Saturday and let it serve as a little bit of a reaction video as well.
1: That's fun. Take All back. right,
0: man. Take care, bud, and we'll talk to you later.
1: All righty. You do the same.